A reading from the book of Acts, chapter 17. While Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him, and some said, What does this babbler wish to say? Others said, He seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities, because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. And they took hold of him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious, for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Have you ever found yourself so righteously offended that it was close to anger, yet you were able to hold your tongue? It might be a difficult thing to recall. To be honest, there are not many of us who would be able to remember such a moment. Taming the tongue when it comes to anger and offense is difficult. But if you have, you can understand maybe some of what Paul is going through here at the Areopagus, or Mars Hill. Around him are shrines and altars to the various gods, and the conversation is always the new idea or philosophy of the day. For any Pharisee or teacher who has been taught the certainty and strictness of law, especially about idolatry, the insides of Paul must have been on fire with offense. Yet, as we know, this is not how he reacts. He takes the time to learn the people. He takes time to observe what is important and what is a driving force of their thinking and their fear. The illuminating thing for Paul is the altar to the unknown God, an illuminating fixture that shows how the people were religious and in a religiousness that sacrifices must even be made known to those gods that might be missing. Their idolatry reached that far. But Paul does not change his direction or temperament. He begins by addressing them where they are at. In ministry, this is often called being sensitive to your cultural context. The larger call of this story, and of Paul's actions at Mars Hill, speaks to the depths of the gospel. It goes beyond the cultural and tradition that we know. It takes shape in various landscapes, and as it is stated, the four corners of the world. You have heard it in your own language, in your own culture, and in your own context. Jesus Christ has died for you, and has risen, so now you live. And now, we are Paul standing in the middle of a world full of altars. The language may have changed, but the substance in the word has not. Pray for the people of God and for the benefit of the world.
Lord, open our eyes to see the people in need around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open our mouths with your words to share your peace and comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide our feet as we carry your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, giver and perfecter of our faith, we thank and praise you for continuing among us the preaching of your gospel for our instruction and edification. Send your blessing upon the word which has been spoken to us, and by your Holy Spirit increase our saving knowledge of you, that day by day, we may be strengthened in the divine truth and remain steadfast in your grace. Give us strength to fight the good fight and by faith to overcome all temptations of Satan, the flesh, and the world, so that we may finally receive salvation for our souls. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpasses our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises, which exceeds all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. i